Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Uh, Today we're recording episode 77, and it's another one of our culture and creativity episodes. And today we're going to be talking about a writing exercise that we both attempted called Exploding a Moment, Developing Details. I did enjoy this. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of going through our experiences with you guys. Yes, me too. It's a very interesting exercise. Yeah. And so I guess the first question that we should be asking and explaining is (laughs) what the exercise is actually about. I feel like some people may have guessed from the title, but... Yes. Do you want to start us off, Sarah? Sure. One of the biggest things new writers face, or new writers particularly, is giving readers enough detail and honing in on specifics in a scene to bring that scene to life. And so this exercise, Exploding a Moment, helps with developing detailed description. And so we wanted to try it out and see how it worked. And the authors of this technique described the use of it as This revision technique is especially helpful in eliciting rich details. It's almost like writing in slow motion, slowing down the moment to capitalize on sights, thoughts, feelings, and more. Quite a good, accurate description of what it is, basically. Yes. Like when you reflect back um, on, I guess, what we'll share with you later. Um, If you want to find a detailed description on how to complete this exercise, um, you can follow the link in the episode show notes. But basically the premise behind it is you take a bland sentence that's lacking details and you explode it to create a more interesting story. This is done by creating new sentences from the original sentence that are more specific and rich in detail. So we tried this twice, the first time by selecting a sentence from the given example, which we'll read out later. And then the second time we tried using a sentence from one of our own drafts. I think it, was, I think it ended up being quite a good way to showcase how to do this. Um, I think so. so. Yeah. So... I guess the first thing to talk about after that is whether either of us have tried this exercise before or whether we've heard of this writing exercise before. Sarah? I hadn't heard of it like specifically as an exercise or formally tried to develop the skill, but I do do editing, you know, like just quite naturally. And I am aware that when I'm writing a first draft, that it's actually one of my flaws as a writer is that I'm often guilty of rushing through the chapter plans or well, when I like explode a chapter plan, because basically in some ways we do it naturally exploding chapter plans. Yes, that does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but <laughs> neither. <laughs> but I don't really explode the chapter plan as much as what I should do. <laughs> and so, you know, it comes off really rushed. And then later I'll realize that I've created these bland, boring sentences and in editing, I need to slow it down a bit more and expand a bit more on the details. So that's kind of one thing that I've found, but that did make me really excited to try this exercise in a more formalized way and see how it worked. How about you, Ashley? 
I'm similar to you. I hadn't like specifically put a name to doing this. Um, and I usually, I'm kind of the opposite to Sarah when it comes to writing scenes. I tend to tend towards the two exploded out so <laughs> sometimes like my chapters end up really quite long and you know I make very conscious efforts to like you know pace it out and try and like expand things you've probably heard me talking about in previous episodes how I'll you know write something relatively quickly and then I'll go back and then I'll like put in all the detail and stuff around it but I so yeah I tend to write that way anyway so it'll be interesting to see well I'll tell you some of my reflections about it afterwards and I am looking forward to like trying it out though with that like specifically on my mind though because I don't you know consciously go in trying to explode sentences um, when I'm going through editing so I'm looking yeah should be an interesting challenge yeah so I guess the next part that we should be looking at is giving the example that they gave and then how we used it to explode a sentence. So the authors of this exercise gave a bland paragraph for writers to select a sentence from. So that paragraph was as follows. I woke up late this morning, as usual. I had no clean clothes and the fridge was next to bear. Traffic was heavy as I sped to work. Some jerk cut me off and I almost had a wreck. At work, I went to my desk and there was a note to go and see the boss. I waited outside her office for a while before she called me in. I couldn't figure out why she wanted to see me. I went inside and sat down. My boss handed me an envelope. She told me that my services were no longer needed and that I was free to go. I got my belongings from my desk and left. The drive home was quick. I am now unemployed. So I thought we could each... So. In the article, they say that any of these sentences that I've just read out can be exploded. And the task was to choose a sentence from that paragraph to explode. So I thought we could each read out which one we selected and the paragraph we created by exploding the sentence. Did you want to go first, Ashley? Sure. Um, I picked the sentence, I had no clean clothes and the fridge was next to bear. And I guess I'll just read out my exploded version. So here we go. I stumbled out of my bedroom, making a beeline to the fridge. My fingers fumbled with the buttons of the same shirt I wore yesterday. Blue pinstripe, generic enough that no one would notice me wearing it two days in a row. I pulled the door to the fridge open and the light flickered on, illuminating the jar of mayonnaise alone on the top shelf. Probably only edible thing in here, I thought. My eyes roved from the tub of yogurt a couple weeks past the expiry date pushed to the back to a bag of apples soaking in their own brown juices, sickly sweet and mushy. There was still milk, though. I shuffled forward and grabbed the plastic jug of milk from the door. Holding it up, I gave it a hopeful swirl inside. It looks like I'd be having my coffee black today. I tossed the curdled milk into the rubbish bin. No way in hell was I opening it up to tip it down the sink. The mere thought of the smell trapped in that plastic milk jug prison made me turn up my nose. (laughs) Here we go. That's great. I like it. (laughs) It That one was quite enjoyable. (laughs) Um, Did you want to do yours next, Sarah? Sure. So I used the sentence, my boss handed me an envelope. Wendy sat back in her winged chair, her hands curled around the leather armrests and her shoulders relaxed. 
which had the effect of making her swan-like neck appear even more elongated than usual. She tilted her head down to look at me as I sat uncomfortably in the stubby office chair, which was a good few inches shorter than hers. I started picking at the threads, wrinkling my nose at the faint smell of mothballs exuding from my seat. They probably took it straight from storage. She hated having anyone in her office, which meant I was definitely in the shit. With the sudden movement that made me start, Wendy snapped open the desk drawer and her thin long fingers withdrew an envelope. She tossed it across the desk. Go on then, open it, she encouraged, a small smirk pulling the corner of her mouth. With shaking hands, I picked up the envelope. It was plain, except for the company logo and the address stamped artfully onto the back. She had addressed it by hand, a menacing flick to every letter of my name, Eleanor. Go on then, Wendy said again. She pushed an envelope opener toward me. I ignored it and tore through the seal with my fingers. That's the end. Definitely more interesting than the original sentence. Yeah, I have a bit to say on it, but <laughs> we'll leave, I think, our thoughts on how it went to the end and continue on with how we went for finding a bland sentence and from our own drafts and going over the explosion that we made from our own draft. So would you like to start us off with that, Ashley? Sure. And I kind of regretted the sentence I chose in the end, but <laughs> so I chose a sentence from our um, one of our ancient Greece chapters to explode, which is why I kind of regretted it because I had to do research. Oh no. <laughs> it took me like a really long time to write it out. So the sentence I chose was by the time he neared Levadia, the sun was rising, but there was no time to stop. So for context, Simon is traveling across country on horseback. That's pretty much all you need to know. I'll give you the explosion, which took me a really long time to write. Anyways, this is like the story of our life with this historical fiction book. And now I was like, I know why I did not go into detail. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Simon was used to his horse's rhythm, lulling him into half slumber to pass the rest of the night. The soothing repetition of hooves scuffing on the dirt path, his horse's reassuring breathing. But Simon's comfortable rhythm was disturbed by the chirruping of birds accompanying the arrival of dawn. Simon blinked away his sleepiness and looked east to the rugged mountains jutting up into the sky. Streaks of light spilled over the jagged cliffs, casting Simon and his horse into shadow. Morning, Simon muttered to his horse, giving it a fond stroke. With the coming light, Simon could see a city in the distance. It was well fortified, like most cities Simon had seen. He would have liked to go and find some breakfast in the marketplace, but Simon quickly realized that this wasn't Orchomenus. It was Levadia. Simon groaned. That meant he was still hours from his destination. We'd better pick up the pace, Simon said to his horse, giving it a nudge forward. Orchomenus and Lysander beckoned. So that was my explosion. <laughs> Would you like to go through yours? Yes, I'll go through mine. So I chose to take a sentence from The Price of Pandemonium, which I've currently kind of got on my to-do list to edit, but on a back burner at the moment. So I had already found a sentence which I identified as needing explosion, or I had written a note about this sentence. And just for context, uh, Levi and Dylan are on a mission to get some supplies and the sentence was, the main road was open with only a little cover. And I can't remember exactly what my note said. I think it said something like, 
what does the main road look like or something. So I was basically asking myself to edit it for explosion anyways. So I was like, yeah, I'll just, you know, that'll kill two, <laughs> two birds, birds one with stone. one stone. <laughs> um, <laughs> do a bit of editing at the same time as doing this episode. So this is the explosion from that. And again, the sentence was the main road was open with only a little cover. The road sprawled out in front of us, long and straight, stretching into eternity. Heat waves shimmered above it, and our shoes stuck against melted patches of black tar. On the fringes, palm trees were spaced about every 50 metres, but neither they nor the spindly lampposts offered any cover. Like Tauranga, it was now a ghost town, but I couldn't shake the feeling that there were eyes following us. I don't like this, Levi whispered to me, his gun held at the ready. It's not good being in the open. Let's get closer to those houses. He nodded towards the dingy bungalows that were set back from the main road. That's the end of the explosion there. Definitely better. So I guess the next question is, how do we find the exercise? Well, I found it. I found it really helpful. I liked, I did particularly like seeking out a sentence to explode in our own draft. I found that very helpful. And I also, I really enjoyed expanding the sentence from like the example that was given. It was just really fun to work on something different (laughs) and kind of experiment a little bit with what you can do, especially because it's all sort of a very different, it's in a different like tone to the other books that we, like our teen fiction and the historical fiction as well. So it was quite fun playing with that. Yeah, I guess for me, the only caution is making sure I don't use it too much because even though I picked that sentence from the ancient Greece book to expand it is sandwiched between like other massive amounts of description yeah so I don't know if I'll actually end up using that in there because I feel like sometimes in the ancient Greece one it can be a bit overwhelming Mm -hmm. and to be fair the only reason I mentioned (laughs) I wanted to mention Levadia in the first place is because they refer to the town later on because it has black marble. So that was actually the only reason I put it in. And so, you know what I mean? Like it's a bit, I don't know whether I'll I'll actually put it in the chapter or not. I might. Yeah. So I just need to be careful that I don't do it too often because I get carried away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, what about you? Well, that kind of blends quite nicely into what I was going to say about it is that I did find it really helpful just the idea sitting down and thinking, okay, you know, how can I make this interesting? What else is going on in this scene? What is the character seeing? And those were all questions that were running through my mind as I was exploding the sentence. But the only thing I would say is that it was extremely tempting for me to start exploding the other sentences around it at the same time. For example, in the first one, I realized that I probably started a little bit early and almost exploded two sentences. So if you remember from the paragraph, the sentence before the one that I chose was actually, I went inside and sat down, my boss handed me an envelope. So I was supposed to be doing just the sentence about the envelope. And really I started with the sitting down part. (laughs) I think because, you know, in my mind, I was like trying to picture where they were. And so, you know, I mentioned how they were sitting down and then that followed like a description of the chair and all the rest of it. But at the same time, it was kind of like blended into the other sentence. So it wasn't like purely an explosion of that one sentence. 
And likewise with the one that I exploded in our draft, although I started by describing the scene, which is what I was supposed to be doing, I then bled into editing the next sentence, which has been really replaced by the new paragraph that I wrote because originally the sentence after, well, the two sentences together that I exploded um, was the main road was open with only a little cover. We hurried down it with our guns at the ready. So Levi having his gun at the ready was kind of like like a merge of the two sentences and really exploding that part as well. So I get a bit (laughs) carried away. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I've done too much. <laughs> I mean, like if I was editing, I would, you know, want to probably explain, like if that naturally followed, then I wouldn't worry about it. But purely for this exercise, I was like, yeah, I've done like double the work that I needed to. But yeah, so it is easy to get carried away with it. Definitely. I, I found that I had to, oh, I had to research so much because I was like, oh, I think Levadia is like in mountains. So I had to like go find it. And I was like, what if Simon's traveling there, what side of him would the mountains be on? And would the sun be rising above them? Maybe. So I did that. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, what's like the ground around Levadia like? And then I was like, oh, it's full of like really interesting mines, like uh, so quarries for marble. And then I was like, oh, do I really want to describe a marble quarry now? So then I like had to go look up how they quarried marble. <laughs> so I went down, looked up how they quarried marble. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to have to write about this. Like it's going to be way too hard. And I scrapped it and then basically reverted to what I had before, but just like slightly expanded. Yum. So, Yum. Such, I should have just picked a random sentence from one of the teen fiction books. <laughs> I took the easy route. So how do we think this exercise helps creativity? I think one of the benefits of it is it makes you more aware of your writing, which, you know, is really helpful when you're going through the editing processes and helps you kind of understand how you work as a writer, I guess, by the types of sentences you pick to explode and like also kind of makes you aware whether for example I tried to pick a originally I tried to pick a sentence from my current chapter I'm working on and I couldn't find a single one because they were all like (laughs) really like everything was like fully exploded I was like maybe I need to cut this back (laughs) I was like to go to a different chapter because I was like oh crap where's one that I've you know just probably gotten a bit lazy and just been like uh he rode down the street and I was like aha the Simon chapter I know I did it there (laughs) So I think that's really good. I also thought like more specifically from a creativity point of view that it makes you really think a lot more deeply about the scenes that you're trying to write because you're purposely trying to color it a bit more vividly for the reader. So it makes you kind of stop, think and be like, okay, so what's, yeah, the fridge is bare. Is it fully bare? What else could be in there that might be interesting to add a bit of, you know, atmosphere and a bit of color? color to it so that's what I would say Sarah I think it's pretty clear that it does help creativity especially with writers but in particular I would say that this exercise really helps to get you thinking about what other small things are noticeable even when it seems like there's not that much going on 
And obviously you need to find a balance as we've been talking about. (laughs) If you describe every single thing in really rich detail, then the pace of the book is going to slow down substantially, but it can be helpful to bring in color and vividness to those scenes that feel flat and feel like they're lacking something. So I did want to add to that as well, that I think it's really interesting being analytical of your own writing for the editing stage and kind of looking in and going, okay, like you said, you know, where have I gotten a bit lazy? Because I know I do that a lot. I'll just be like, and they da 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 da. You know, like, and then you're like, I haven't really given that part my full attention, have I? <laughs> and so, you know, it's those points where we're like reading through it and you're like, okay. I'm a bit bored with this. Like, why am I bored with it? Oh, because I haven't really described much of the scene and I can't even really see what's going on very well or something like that. You know, it can be helpful to find those spots if you're bringing a more conscious sort of attitude towards it, I think. Definitely agree. Anyways, do we have anything else to add or do you reckon it's time to wrap up? Nope, I think that's a good point to wrap up on. Awesome. So there are still some spots left on our author spotlight section. If you would like to apply, you can just head on over to our website, lindersoncreations.com, and you can hover your mouse over the podcast tab, and that should take you to a drop-down menu where you can apply. And next time on Dear Writer, it's our author spotlight interview series. And so we always look forward to having authors on Dear Writer and sharing their experiences with you. So can't wait for that. Um, If you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can go visit us at lindersoncreations.com or you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Lindison Creation. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and we'll be back next week. Happy writing, everyone. Thank you.